Hello and welcome to episode 42 of NOLO Time. My name is Obed Bliss and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's up guys? Welcome to a very spectacular Spider-Man episode of NOLO Time. Yeah, got I know you're, to cover, but I I know you're hyped. That one. Yeah, I, know, I know you're hyped. You can, can barely contain yourself. Oh man, <laughs> I can't wait to dive into this, man. It's going to be a great episode. Yeah, it's going to be good as always, man. So how you doing, man? What's up? Anything, anything new going on? Yeah, man, it's been uh, been real busy on my side, um, but I know we're going to dive into uh, a movie that you and I both saw over the weekend, but uh, so we both picked up The Last Jedi, as you guys know, last week it uh, came out, and so we, we both picked up The Last Jedi, but we both picked it up in 4K, however, I, Obed, did not have a 4K Blu-ray player yet, uh, I know you have one, and you've spoken very highly of it, and I've heard many great reviews from other people around uh, and I was in need of a new Blu-ray anyways. Um, so I said, you know what? This is a great opportunity to get one. Ironically enough, you, Obed, text me about a sales going on at Best Buy for a 4K Blu-ray player, LG. Um, so I was able to go out and pick up the exact one that you sent me. Uh, not only did I pick that up, but I also picked up a special uh, HDMI, you know, make sure it was 4K compatible, thicker copper, you know, so that way the they could send out, you know, full HDR as well, right? Hopefully um, they didn't rip you off with that one. No, no, I actually got a pretty, I got pretty cheap. I got a pretty cheap, okay. but okay, uh, yeah, I was, I was like, I'm not going to spend, you could see they have them lined up and it's like, what's the difference between this one and this one? It's the same thing. One's just cost an arm and a leg. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I said, I got this thing, you know, I have a 4k TV just like yourself and plug that, that guy right on in and sat back and watched the first 4k movie, which was the last Jedi and, uh, Obed, you know, even putting the movie aside, just watching the visuals of this movie, man, it is fantastic. Uh, it really enhances the color. I think that's the biggest thing that stood out to me was color. Like, there's a lot. It's not the you know the frame rate or anything like that for me. It was just more the vibrancy, like, of how these these locations, especially like the stuff uh, in the daytime, like that that stuff looks. Amazing. Not that stuff at night doesn't, but just you could see because of the, the lighting, right? The different lighting colors, right? Especially when you're on the uh, the planet where, um, not the planet, I should say, the island where Ray is training with Luke, right? It's uh, beautiful, the greens and the blues and the water, and just really great. And the sunsets, right? So just really great um, enhancement of that. So it really does enhance the experience all around fantastic, though. But oh, but I know you got to see the movie too, man. Uh, I know you've had a, a good weekend, man. How are things going with you? Yeah, same thing. Um, that was probably the most major thing I did last weekend. Um, was watching the last chat again. Uh, I I played some more Dragon Ball again online, and still doing okay. Probably my team needs to go back to doing some rework on that, but um, I'll have to spend some more time on the lab and train a little bit more. Not because I'm dropping combos, because I need to maximize my damage, and I, I'm still struggling a little bit with that, but uh, otherwise still doing pretty good. But yeah, like you mentioned, we watched The Last Jedi again. This was my second viewing. I know that you saw it a couple of times in the movie theater, and this was probably your fourth viewing, if I'm not it wrong, was, right? Yep, fourth. Okay. Um, yeah, like you said, the biggest difference to me with a conventional Blu-ray and a 4K Blu-ray, which... To me, the conventional Blu-ray looks perfectly fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Like if you have 
conventional Blu-rays and you have a decent Blu-ray player that that'll upconvert to 4K, it's it's totally fine. It looks really really good. The sound's still you know uncompressed audio, uh, and then you get features and whatnot on on the actual Blu-ray disc. So that 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 aside, like you mentioned, the big difference is color um, color depth and the 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 wide range of colors that that this discs can produce and and especially if your tv is hdr compatible that really makes it pop i think joel like like any reference like i've i really look for reference scenes on movies like for example you watch a movie and you have a scene where you have a lot of color with shadows and blacks and uh, it also the sound paid you know plays a big part like say for example the the t-rex scene on jurassic park uh during the rain that that's a reference scene you know and you have some colors popping out you have dark images you have rain and sound and and all this going on so that's a, that's like my perfect example of a reference scene uh but the last yet i has in my opinion the best reference scene which is the throne room uh fight scene because most TVs have a lot of issues with color red, like either it'll bleed or the color reproduction itself, it's spotty and it's either too shiny or it looks more like a wine type of color, like a, like a burgundy type of color. But this scene, uh, and I spent, Joel, I spent a few hours calibrating my TV. I looked for info on the TV and color arrangement and what, how to get the best picture out of my TV. So after spending a while calibrating my TV, I actually got it to the, the desired settings, uh, I, would, I would say, with HDR, which is to me kind of hard to calibrate because of the wide range of colors. So, but this scene looked perfect. I was like, oh yeah, this looks fantastic. And then the sound is really good. And, you know, you got the lightsabers going on and then, you know, battles, space stuff going on at the same time. So perfect referencing right there for this movie. T technical stuff aside, Joel, I really, really enjoyed it the second time. I, I enjoyed it more than the first time because I've had, you know, three months to digest everything and everything that I thought, everything that we thought, and everything that both critics and fans said during this, this period of time. So I I went in, I was like, all right, I'm hoping that I'm not disappointed by, by my second watching. No, I actually walked out and I liked it even more than the first time. And I think that's sort of consensus. A lot of people tend to like this movie better the second time around if I'm if if I'm you know not saying it wrong, uh, I don't know if you agree with me on that. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Uh, I, I think this movie, and I think I've said it before on the show, but I think with this movie, even not just even as time goes by of rewatching it, but I would even go as far as to say as when the future films come out, you know, whether it's episode, um, you know, nine, or whether it's the Ryan Johnson trilogy that's supposed to be coming out. I think going forward, we'll look back on this movie and it will make a lot more sense and it will be more appreciated. And yeah, 
typically sequels aren't six sequels are not that great with Star Wars. I'm sorry, now Star Wars and movies in general. Pardon me, uh, but you know, I think we have to look at this and just say like this is trying to do something different. We understand it for what it is. Isolate this movie. Don't try to compare it to the other Star Wars movies, and recognize that it's good cinema on its own. Um, and yeah, the good thing with this movie is that it really chatters your expectations, and that's one of the things that I really loved about it. Right, Empire Strikes Back wasn't as well received as it is as it is now. Yeah. Uh, that's something it's, that's interesting now. Yeah, it's regarded as the best movie back then. It was panned by critics, so exactly. Yeah, and and, and fans alike, like either even you know, uh, fans banned it back then. Um, but a, a few details, uh, a few details that I caught, Joe, just to not not to go into really spoilery territory because we talked about the movie at nauseum already and and uh you know and, and out of respect of anyone that hasn't watched the movie yet but uh there's a scene in the movie um with broom kid as his affably known on the internets um and, and there's a scene in that in the movie when they're a canto bite which by the way that canto bite sequence it really felt a lot shorter the second time around. Like it, it yeah. didn't feel as draggy as as the first time that I watched it. Yeah, it, it flowed a lot better. Um, so there's a scene in this in, in, in during Canto Bite when they go down to the stables and they meet uh, Broom Kid for the first time, and uh, the 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 horse creature that is it the Valhiers? Yes. So. Um, when when Rose shows the kid the uh, rebel insignia, and the kills the kid smiles, and the kid looks at the Valhir, and the Valhir kind of like nods at him. It's like they're talking through the force, and I and that's a detail that I didn't catch the first time. Yep. So and and that was pretty cool just to catch. I was like, oh, they they're actually communicating. Yep. Uh, through the force, and and that was pretty cool just to catch um, uh, details like that. Um, I really liked it. Uh, for some reason, this time around, Yoda, Yoda, you look kind of weird. <laughs> it, it could, it could be because of you know the 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 movie resolution and whatnot. But um, it, it just, I, I think the or something in the the coloring on the aura was off um, compared to previous versions of Force Ghosts. Mind you, we haven't seen Force Ghosts since 1983 because we didn't see any in the prequels. Uh, but it, it could have been that. It could have been that um, just because of advancements in 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 the in, in SFX, uh, it just looked uh, different. But other than that, I really enjoyed it, man. I I'm I can go for another watch right now if it wasn't too long. <laughs> I'm with you on that, man. I'm ready to go pop that movie in right now and go watch it. It's it's a good one. If you guys haven't seen it yet, go watch it. If you have watched it, please. I I, I ask you if you don't like it, give it another chance. Keep watching. Give it time. Uh, those of you who do love it, more power to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not we're not haters. We'll watch pretty much anything that we're interested on, and and we'll keep it on an open mind. We're not, you know, uh, fanboys, and you know, uh, the, just to the, the ignore the labels and whatnots that we have. <laughs> but uh, but we we're we're you know pretty pretty open minded when it comes to these things and. You know, and and it's good. You know, it lets us enjoy a variety of things, not just uh, the things we we really really love. Um, but speaking of things that we really really love, Joe, we finally got the 
official announcement of the Spider-Man PS4 game, which is just called Spider-Man. No, uh, no subtext, no, no, no subtitles or anything. Uh, and it's coming in September 7th. Uh, the funny thing is, is, Joel, like the day before, I told you, I think this game's coming out in September. And then, and then they confirmed it the next morning. So, uh, Joel, you're you're super pumped for this game. Um, what's up, man? What are you feeling? <laughs> I'm just feeling pure excitement, dude. I cannot wait to pick up a copy of this. I'm going to be pre-ordering this thing. Uh, for sure. Um, I, I know that, you know, there's a collector's edition, so that's probably what I'm going to be going for because, hey, this is the first uh, just Spider-Man game that's going to be coming out on PS4 and for a new generation, and I have high expectations for it just because of what we've seen from E3. So it's 2016, Obed. 2016 E3 that they announced this. Uh, it's been, you know, last this last E3, they gave us a little more flavor to it, right? Uh, you know, I'm happy that this year we've got a really solid um, exclusive for PlayStation, and it's something that you know I'm for sure hyped about. I think it's going to bring together both young fans and older fans and new fans alike. So it's going to be a great opportunity to get people, um, you know, really excited. And especially that it is an exclusive, I think helps PlayStation even more, just because you know people are going to see the commercials coming out for this and be, oh, daddy, I want to go pick up this game. Or oh, yeah. they don't, and they're going to say, wait a second, you have an Xbox, we can't play this. Well, I guess we got to get a PlayStation. I'm yeah. serious. I think yeah. it's going to happen, Obed. And I think I, I've been reading some stuff um, you know, people are saying that, yeah, like it's confirmed this will never be brought over to Xbox. Oh, no, this, is, have a, ideas, this is a – This is it. Yeah, this is a Sony-funded uh, Sony uh, project. Yeah. Um, so this is not coming in, coming never. out for anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sorry, guys, if you, if you chose – Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not gonna say he chose wrong because he hit his own, right? But if you want to play this game, you're definitely gonna have to have a PlayStation. Is my point. But you did though. <laughs> oh, good. Those trolls come so, out. Oh him. yeah, okay. I'm gonna catch some checks this weekend. Uh, here goes the emails. Well, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna start. You guys are fanboys. You guys are catching checks. You gotta push uh, your glasses up, Obed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Uh, but oh but no, it, it looks it looks fantastic. Um, I think that they are really keeping this game uh, pretty under wraps. They're not really giving out a lot of info. It's been they're they're giving out they're giving enough stuff where um, it, it's it's like oh the, this is cool this is cool this is cool. Um, but they haven't really gone into what the story is, what it involves, and and all that. Um, Joel, have you did you take a did you have a chance to take a look at the costumes that are that are coming out for it? I did. I love that like punk Spider-Man like look, man. I love that. Like he's got like the little like metal mohawk kind of going on or whatever. Yeah. Like that's pretty awesome, dude. Yeah, it looks pretty neat. Uh the uh there's a there's a rumor that one of the other ones, uh the other costumes is the noir costume. That would make sense, and yeah. that's that's been before in uh, Spider-Man twenty ninety nine, right? Uh, or Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, I think was yeah. the one, yeah. right? That they they had this, they've had this. That's the first time I think we've seen that costume in action. But yeah, I would love to see the newer costume, especially if the if that can maybe also bring along maybe a symbiote costume too. Uh, that would be cool. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, probably, probably. 
Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited uh, for this game, and, and also I got a war which is coming out in, in about 15, yeah, 15 days. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to Spider Man. Um, uh, again, uh, I went on Reddit this morning and I saw a meme uh, of uh, like a stick figure, like hit, like with a with a stick hitting hitting the Xbox logo, saying "Do something." Because <laughs> they released Sea of Thieves and like people people got into it, but not not that not that not the way they expected it. Right? They expected people to love this game and uh, critically didn't do well. Um, fans are saying that it just doesn't have enough content. It's not. It's just not offering not offering a lot. But and people are saying, "I was like, oh, but but did you guys didn't didn't you know complain when." Um, the the game that they just announced for Xbox, man, I keep forgetting the name. Oh no, No Man's Sky. Uh, so No Man's Sky got announced that it's coming for Xbox in the summer. Um, but the interesting thing about No Man's Sky is like, oh, you guys didn't complain about No Man's Sky where you didn't have anything to do. It's like, yeah, but two months later we had freaking Horizon Zero Dawn. What do you guys have? Um, yeah, nothing's good. Nothing has come after this. Yeah. And and there's really nothing. The only other thing is Crackdown, and I think that game's gonna get canceled, man. We wow. that game just vanished after there was a there was an event later last year. I think it was Paris Game Week or or or, or PAX or one 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 event that was after E3 last year, and they they had it for people to play, and people was like, yeah, we don't like this game. Uh, and that's then when that's when they announced like, oh, yo, yo, this is gonna be delayed until like TB TBD. We don't know when this is coming out. Oh, so, man. so I, I mean, I, I hope that this game doesn't get canceled because, from what I've heard, um, the first game is really good. So you know, Xbox fans really need someone something to look forward to. Uh, we're not gonna go into a lot of like speculations right now. We we will have an E3 episode, like a predictions episode, like we had last year. So keep to keep you know keep checking in for that. But it's it's again sort of unfortunate that you know PlayStation is still killing it and killing it and you know coming out with you know great properties and great products and 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 great content and and Microsoft seems to be just like not doing anything and uh it's incredible because i i had spent uh the majority of of the last two weeks at work uh working with uh with a very another very very popular microsoft product uh for businesses that are that's right now and it's incredible like it's like wow these guys are really bringing it in and and just the amount of 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 things that you can do with this product is is just amazing but then you look at xbox and it's like yeah you're making great hardware but what's your content you know and there's smart guys behind is your point i think too it's like there's smart people behind microsoft the heads just where's the substance when it comes to this specific you know console yeah yeah absolutely um yeah we'll we'll see where where this all comes down Again, I'm hoping that this guys can turn. It's too late for them to turn it around. Uh, I'm not sure what their plans are for next gen. Um, my prediction is that they'll just have a set top box, sort of like an Apple TV device that you can just use your Xbox Game Pass and and go 100% digital. 
It's possible. But, They'd be yeah. the ones that made it. I mean, that's that's been my prediction for you know since the X came out last year. It's like, yeah, if this thing doesn't do good, um, that we'll, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. But um, yeah, uh, we're hoping for the best. Again, competition drives innovation. We just don't want a a, a one a one console economy. <laughs> no, we, it's not good for all of us. No, I mean we we need we need we need Microsoft. I mean, we back in the day we had Sega and Nintendo we were just going at it and then uh we we need Microsoft to to bring it. I mean, Nintendo brought it now with the Switch, but um it's it's a it's a different um it's a different product, right? They they they're catering to a much different um audience uh in, in my opinion. Although they are they are actually going for everyone i i really want to switch i just don't have the time to add more games to my library <laughs> <I totally understand. laughs> yeah but um but yeah uh joel let's talk about competitive gaming and esports in general uh just a little bit but uh just yesterday we had the first ever nba 2k league draft Uh, that was held in New York, full draft style, man. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be like this. I was expecting it to be uh, a little bit more of a casual event, um, but of course, the uh, there was no no huge audience as as the uh, uh, as the NBA draft, but but the event was very much like an NBA draft, Joe. Um, and uh, we know that Dimes got the first dibs on uh, on that for um, uh, maps gaming and yeah we saw some interesting things joe what do you think of that man i think what i love the most about what happened in new york and i know people might have been like oh why is why didn't they have it a different style the style just this kind of was like people was making a joke out of it right like this is being taken way too seriously <laughs> yeah. or yeah. what have you right but i think the best part about it is the sense that they took it so seriously for the very first inaugural uh draft Just because they're trying to say, like, we believe in this thing so much that we believe this is going to be taken seriously at some point. And we will look back upon this inaugural draft and say we remember when it was this. And their hope is that down the line it will, it will uh, you know, be extremely successful. You and I both know esports in general is successful, so we're happy to see the NBA get into it. And we wish them the best on it. It's great to see Mavs Gaming, you know, picking up a big timer in dimes. Uh, I think I think I'm very interested to see uh, how his first few match, how his team in general, but see how he performs his first few matches as professionally. I think everyone's going to want want to watch this. Uh, I also think that it's interesting how um, they showed only the first half on live TV, and then the rest they had not even the first half, just the first round. The first round, uh, yeah. And then the rest of the rounds were on were on Twitch. So it really required required people to to get on Twitch to see the rest, and we did see that happen because I was watching, and on TV, you know, you you when you watch TV on Twitch, there was maybe a lower number, still pretty high, and then you when the TV turned off, and I look over at Twitch, they have watchers in the hundreds of thousands um, that were watching. So I, I definitely know that that there's a lot of people who are taking note, taking watch of this. And it'll be interesting how it evolves over time. You know, I, there's not much to say except that we wish it the best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think it'll be successful for sure. the The thing is that the league, the league is very serious about it, and, and that's a great thing. Um, I 
I think that what they're doing is that they're 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 differentiating themselves from say the Overwatch League or any other uh, leagues uh, that are out there, whether whether it be for for Dota or League of Legends or Counter Strike or or, or FGC. So they they're really taking this um, professional athlete take to it, um, and I and I really appreciated that. Uh, some of these guys, you know, some of these guys are not used to spot the spotlight, um, and and they are. Uh, they they will they will definitely grow into these roles that they that they have been given, and um, but it was very interesting to see you know some of the demeanor, some of the guys, and 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 what they had to say in the in like the uh, like the exit interviews and all that. Uh, so that was that was pretty cool to watch. Uh, I, I'm pretty excited. I think this is the uh, the beginning for uh, for a great thing, uh, not just in in es in esports, but. Uh, for these teams that are investing on 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 these players and uh, the esports concept, I think that they will be taking take they will be taken by surprise and they will be motivated to uh, I'd say up their investment into esports uh, because it's it's making money. I mean, this thing is getting big. Uh, the FGC is still pushing back, but Change is inevitable, guys. So you guys need to get used to this. It's it's the future, and it's it's one of those things, right? Right? It's like when your parent uh, doesn't let you go out at night and tells you that it's for your own good, <laughs> sort of thing. So it, it's it's growing pains, man. So uh, we're seeing the fighting game community going through this type of growing pain, where you know their games are no longer, you know obscure and niche and uh and like an underground or grassroots movement these things are out there and they're mainstream you guys need to get used to it and grow up so uh that's my opinion flame shield up just in case um but but yeah joe um we will we will see where where all this uh, goes with with 2k um and and Joe, uh, like like I mentioned before, I didn't want to go into a lot of speculation in, in E3 stuff, but we got a couple of things to talk about about PS5, and we had some rumors come out yesterday, and rumors come out today that there's dev kits that have been gone out to developers. Um, we don't know exactly when and how many and who has them. Uh, my assumption is that it's probably first party right now and, and second party. And too early, maybe. Um, we're, what, five years since the PS4 came out, right, Joel? 2013. Yep, five yep. years. So I think I think this, this generation needs at least a, a good, solid one more year. Um, and then And then we can see what's going on. My prediction, and I hate to go into it like an E3 prediction uh, just now, but um, is that they're they're going to tease something, um, but they're not going to release anything this year. Um, where they're going to wait until next year to do a full reveal slash release, and uh, we'll get a tease of of things to come. Uh, but Joe, I was. Thinking about picking up a fear uh, a PS4 Pro, 
Um, I was actually going to do it last week, man. And and I was like, you know what? I I'm, I think I'm going to hold off. I think we're going to get something new soon. So I'm just going to wait. And, and I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm still happy with my base PS4. I'll leave it as it is. Um, and and just wait it out. I mean, uh, I wait. I waited almost two years to get my PS4. So I'll definitely I'll definitely wait it out for for another year or so. So uh, I'm good. But yeah, Joel, what do you think of uh, of this rumors? Yeah, Obed, I'm really was happy when I saw this. I was talking to you saying that, um, you know, same thing like you. I, the predictions from most critics saying that they would say the year 2020 is when the next PlayStation console would come out, PS5. Uh, but, you know, I think that at this point, if there's rumors coming out today, it's fair to say that by probably latter end of 2019, you already have a console that's hitting the world. Um, and, and uh, you know, according to the rumors that are going out, the reason why this pick of traction that we should expect a sooner than later um, then like an end of 2020 or something like that, uh, you know, release is simply because of the amount of dev kits that have been sent out. There was already pre previous rumors saying there was dev kits, and then now there's been confirmation from um, the source. And the source that's that's saying this is the same source that predicted the um, specs for PlayStation 4 and Switch, and they got most of it right. So they know their stuff, and, and uh, you know, to know that. There's been a, a numerous, a large amount of dev kits sent out. It's just a, po a positive sign that PlayStation is trying to get the developers to understand, you know, what they're going to be working with and what they can work with and what the power can be for their future console. I think what sticks out to me, and I know you'll probably get a little bit into some of the specs that 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 we that have been reported out there that to be, you know, rumors right now. But um, I think the thing that stuck out to me the most is that there's a belief that there's going to be a push for PlayStation VR or PSVR, kind of the second iteration of what they have, and that there's going to be some um, some incentives for play, for VR, some type of way to really boost the VR um, you know market. And so whatever that's supposed to mean, I really don't know how to read into that. I just think that that means that they're not just going to make the technology look great, but there's probably some, some extra level of immersion that they're preparing for. And I'm all about VR, Obed. You know, remember, I have, uh, you know, I had spoken, you know, episode four about the Void, the VR experience that I did, and and honestly, there it's an example that there can be some really amazing um, developer technology for VR. So I'm all about it, and if it can be used right, and the price is right too, right? So you know, right now this stuff is expensive. If this console can make sure that's under five hundred dollars at uh, at launch, would be a huge success. I don't know if it's going to be that case, and then what the price of VR will also uh, play to the adoption of it, or will they bundle it together? I don't know. They'll probably offer both, but we'll see, Obed. But what are you hearing about some of the specs and um, some of the details to look at? So, and and again, guys, take this with a grain of salt. This is just rumors and speculation and leaks that are. Uh, or supposed leaks that are out out there, um, but the big rumor right now is that this will be based around the uh, the new Navi architecture by AMD. Uh, of course, AMD is powering the PS4, the Pro, and and both Xboxes right now. So AMD is you know they they kept it again with uh with going into consoles. 
and uh, and it's going to be built around the Sen microprocessor, uh, according to a report by Restera. And the dev kits that were sent out uh, are saying that it does have built-in VR functionality. Uh, they've added, um, you know, basically like the VR is in the DNA of this device. Uh, this is not VR is not going to be an add-on. It's going to be part of. Uh, of the device. Of course, we've seen how well Sony has done with the PSVR. It's all it's sold very well. I think it's yeah. it's the biggest selling VR device it out is. there right now, uh, other than the Samsung Gear, which it's a it's a phone attachment. So to me, that doesn't count. Um, in 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 they're marketing it very well. They're not overwhelming the customer. Uh, they're not forcing in forcing it on the customer or the, even the games. So uh, that's a great move from their part versus having, you know, uh, say for example, the Kinect that was forced on everyone. It's like, hey, I don't want this. Why Why am I paying for this if I don't want this? So uh, they have kept it very, very well. And I think that they will keep doing the same job. But uh, what's interesting, Joel, is that what I'm seeing on 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 this uh, die, they, they released a, 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 a snapshot of, of the processor die, and it looks like it has two CPUs on on the on the same die, um, so it has two quad core CPUs uh, similar to the CPUs that are on the PS4 Pro. Um, I, I I don't know I don't know how they how the, how they're planning to utilize this. Uh, I know that in the past Sega used to have dual CPU machines that didn't work out well. Um, but it, it was because of, you know, we're, we're talking about archaic architecture with, you know, no GPUs and, uh, the CPU was, was low, basically graphics were offloaded to, uh, a, a separate processor, uh, instead of a graphics processor. And that's part of the complexity that, that bugged, you know, the Saturn and, and, and other machines, uh, from the era, but that's interesting to me. And. Uh, the other thing uh, that's interesting is that uh, it'll have 20 AMD Radeon cores on the same die. Um, I'm not too familiar with what's on the PS4 Pro right now when it comes to, to Radeon cores, but this is very, very similar architecture to PS4 Pro right now. Um, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking this thing's... Uh, like these chips are not even out yet, uh, so uh, I'm thinking that this is gonna. This is at least a year and a half away still. If anyone can figure out uh, the next iteration of PlayStation, it's the guy who just worked on the last successful model. Model and that's Mark Cerny. So I've got a lot of faith to see this is going to be a powerful thing. But what features, what function, what's new? You know, that that's parts that get me excited. But I think just like you said. We're not gonna. We're. I would hope that we don't get an announcement reveal at E3. I think it'd be more of, if I was to say this properly, a glimpse, right, into what the future of PlayStation is. I think that's how they should present it. Take a look at a glimpse of the future of PlayStation, and that's it. Nothing more uh, announcing anything. Absolutely, absolutely. I think there's gonna be. Uh, hey guys, we're working on this. Kind of like, um, remember the original um, Scorpio announcement? That was really good. Yes, uh, that, that was a really good announcement um, when they teased it and it, it took them a year and a half 
to release the console. Uh, same with the PS3. Uh, although, I mean, again, we're talking about a, an entirely different era, an entirely different different gaming landscape, an entirely different Sony back then. Uh, and uh, it's interesting, Joel, because I, I forgot to mention this to you, but a few weeks ago, I went back and I actually watched the um, unveil E3 press conference for the PS4, for the, I'm sorry, for the PS3. Oh, wow. Uh, the, I believe that was the 2005, uh, the, the E3 2005 conference um, where uh, with, you know, Kaz Harai and, and Ken Kutaragi and, and all the Sony legends coming out. Uh, and they're not, they were not really showing any gameplay. They were showing concepts of, um, of things that were coming to PS3, and that's where we got that infamous um, uh, Killzone 2 tr trailer that was ridiculous, and I was like, this is impossible. <laughs> uh, so uh, I watched that conference um, uh, not too long ago. It was just a couple weeks ago, and, and it was very, very interesting to see um, how how much Sony as a company has changed, and how the treatment of the gaming community has changed. I mean, this was this used to be business conferences with pie charts and and uh, you know numbers and all these things. Uh, now it's <clears throat> excuse me. Now it's just about the games and um, very interesting. Very interesting to see how much this all has changed. So it, it, I'm actually. I was thinking of going back and watching the um, original Xbox stuff and and the original like like reveal stuff for consoles for the last few years to see to see how they fare. Uh, but it's been really interesting, man. And yeah, I'm 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 pumped, man. I so can't wait to look back, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And when you really when you realize what you have now. <laughs> It's 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 always great to go back and 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 check that those things out for real. But very interesting stuff. Uh, normally, this sort of rumors are sort of true. Um, we've known we've known this sort of thing to be to be accurate. But um, we'll see. Uh, again, uh, this is this is still speculation. I think it's too early. I'm hoping that they actually come out with a fully realized product like they did with the PS4 and not a half-baked one. I'm hoping that there's actually really good content at launch. Again, Joe, my prediction's been that Death Stranding is going to come out for both PS4 and whatever the next-gen device is in 2019. And that's my prediction. I, I, was, I still stand by it. Uh, I wanted to have... I want to do something crazy. I want. I want. I wanted a tie pod. Uh, I'm good, <laughs> but but that's my prediction, and uh, I'm hoping to to see what they what they bring, man. And I'm hoping to see what everyone brings. This all this stuff gets me really really excited, and new hardware gets me really hyped. So we'll see what all this comes up. Um, but Joel, I, I don't have anything else. It's been a, a, a fairly fairly slow. Uh, Newsweek, um, mostly because the quarter the quarter's over, so both companies got their games out. So now we're waiting for the next couple of months for for games to start coming out. Uh, I think the again the next big big release is going to be God of War that's coming out, and then uh, the, we got Detroit Become Human on 
uh, I think May 20th, if I'm not wrong, so a month after um, God of War comes out. And then after that, we got E3, man. And that, that week, we're going to be busy. Oh, yeah, we'll be covering a whole lot of stuff for E3. Um, yeah, it's it's that. It comes in waves, right? When it yeah. comes in like a flood, look out, guys. You know you know, we got it covered here. Yeah, exactly. Um, the only other thing that I have, Joel, is uh, uh, what, did you get to the chance to see uh, the uh, 22 Avengers posters that came out? I sure did. War? Yeah. I sure did. Um, I don't know how true this is. But I saw something that someone was saying, and I, I have not had time to look into this further. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. But there was something saying that if you connected all of these posters in a certain way, it actually made Hawkeye. Like it actually like a poster of Hawkeye was like revealed if you connected all of them. Because that, that was the big thing that Hawkeye was missing. That, that's what I was say. That was the big thing. I don't know how true that is. To me, it doesn't sound right, but I have to look at it for myself to see how true that is. Interesting, uh, nonetheless. Uh, but I, I think the marketing tool is really great. And, uh, you know, any of the things now that I see with Iron Man specifically, I'm like, please don't bite the dust. Please don't bite the dust. Please don't bite. <laughs> but I'm like, at the same time, if it happens, like, so long as the storytelling is good, right? Same thing with, you know, spoiler alert, if you've not seen The Force Awakens, the movie's been out for a few years. When Han Solo died in Force Awakens, right? Like, I didn't want Han to die. But because of the way the story was told, I, I had to I accepted it right because it, it was necessary to happen for the way the story was going. But it's not something I was happy about. I'll probably feel similarly if Iron Man dies in this movie. I really hope not. But if he does, if it furthers the story, Iron Man is a mantle. Same thing like Captain America, and it can be passed on. I think that's the way they go. Kind of like James Bond, and they've said that before. But yeah, this uh, was really awesome, man. I do have a little bit of DC. Uh, I don't know if you remember in the notes that I sent already about what was going on with Flash. I don't know if you've seen some of the stuff coming out there. Um, Ready Player One just came out recently in theaters. And so with that comes out, some information about the guys working behind the scenes. One of the guys that was working on Ready Player One, one of the writers, if I'm not mistaken, he was also attached uh, working on the Flash movie. And um, he... Well, he some I guess somehow like when he when he was uh, you know he was in touch with Flashpoint, people wanted to ask him questions about the next upcoming Flash movie, and then he actually went on the record. He didn't have to do this. He went out of his way to intentionally say, uh, "Guys, um, I, I'm not saying that this movie is actually even called Flashpoint that I'm working on. It's kind of an adaptation kind of thing. Uh, I've said too much kind of deal." And that led a lot of people to go a little wild just because, Obed, I watched everything from Comic-Con last year. That was probably – everything that they did was pretty much hyping up Justice League, right, and, and, and Wonder Woman, right? But that was probably their bigger announcements, like a reveal, probably their biggest reveal, I would say, uh, outside of them promoting an upcoming, upcoming movie that they already had footage for. Their biggest reveal was Flashpoint. Hey, we're making the Flashpoint. They didn't say what it was. They just said this is this they didn't say you know how it was gonna be, just that this is the, the title of this new Flash movie. And if anyone knows Flashpoint, you know there's a movie that brings together and shakes the entire DC universe. Uh it brings together the it, it, you have a very strong arc with uh, Superman, very important arc with Batman, and an extremely incredibly interesting. A not popular portrayal of Wonder Woman, but uh, it's 
It's it's a story that would bring all these together, almost like a Justice League 2.0, right? Could be another Justice League movie to some degree, even though it's centered on Flash. If they're not doing Flashpoint Obed, it's going to get a lot of people mad. I wouldn't, but it would not get me mad. I think an adaptation I don't even want. I don't even want – the reason I say this is because we didn't get a pure introduction to Flash in Justice League. He just kind of was put in there and just kind of continued on with the story. But assuming that people watch the TV show, outside of that, no one really understands who this Barry Allen is. So you're just going to tell me that out of nowhere he's going to be running back through time to save his mother, and we've never even seen what happened or how it has affected his life, or how he even lives his life as the Flash. We only get glimpses in Justice League. I feel like it's too soon to jump to the story of, let's change Flash's world when we've never actually lived in it. So I think that's why I'm saying, I hope that, you know, I know you know there's been multiple director changes. There's been multiple writer changes on this movie. They can't stick anybody to this movie. My hope is that with the changes of directors, the changes of writers, someone said, hey, look, Flashpoint was what this guy wanted to work on. That's not what I want to work on. I want to do it this way. And that they went that direction if it's for the better. Yeah. At this point, I don't care as long as it's good <laughs> because that's that's their problem, right? Um, they they try to come up with this outrageous new things that put out. Um, Flashpoint, I think it's a very complex project. So if they don't, if they decide not to go in that route, um, that's, that's to me, that's fine because uh, they just need to make sure that the, that the project is good and that the end result is good. It's positive and it's widely accepted and, uh, they keep the fans happy. So to me, that's more important than for the project to be flash one. Uh, like I mentioned, when I talked about justice league to me, the flash was more, one of the more like humanizing, uh, if not the the more the most human character out of all of them, because he he brought something that none of the other characters had, which was humor, and um, and to me that was that was very important. So I'm hoping that whoever's in charge of the project and whoever whatever the end result is, it's good, and I'm hoping still hoping the best for DC, uh, but this would be the great opp the best opportunity for them to reset it, right? Yeah, so that, you know, they can come up with something and, and just trying to reset the universe and and hopefully save it. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you this much though, but I don't know if you've watched the Flashpoint animated movie. It is phenomenal. Uh, I highly recommend it. I don't know if you've read any Flashpoint books, but it's definitely if they're gonna make that movie, you definitely should not. And this is my opinion. You should not have a humorous Flash because it's a very emotional, very deep, very intense and if you you might have to really change the flash character and, or portray him very differently if you're going to make this flash movie it's a very in-depth um story so i just don't know man I, I really hope that they change and say you know if we're going to keep this certain type of tone let's make our own story and, and i hope it's for the better but again exactly. make, make a good movie yeah exactly so just just fitting yeah and you're absolutely right just fitting a humorous flash on flashpoint that's not that's not gonna work, and they have to come up with a with a with a new story. They can adapt, like so for example, what the X Men movies did with Age of, of Apocalypse, right? It has nothing to do with the Age of Apocalypse or the comics. It's called Age of Apocalypse, 
because it's recognizable to comic book fans, but um, it, it, just, it really didn't have anything to do with um, with with the original Age of Apocalypse. It was more of a list, listic ideas from Age of Apocalypse and from a couple of other things, and and do this do our own thing, just like they did with Days of Future Past. I mean, it's that's not Days of Future Past from the comics. It's com something completely different. It's it's, it's 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 the it's the same difference, right? Because it's 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 the same concept executed in a different way. Um, so maybe they can come up with something like that. That that'll be good. That to me is the most important thing right now for DC is for them to put out a quality product. So, hundred percent agree, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. That that's all I got. If you want to go ahead and plug in the internets and the. Uh, Insta chats and the uh, snapgrams and all of those things that that you kids are into. Oh man, just keep dating yourself. <laughs> <over> there, <no. laughs> I know. I love to do this, man, because it's funny. It's oh, funny. Okay. Hey, hey, no, I'm a techie. I, I keep up with all that stuff. I just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just poking fun at you guys. I'm just poking, I'm just poking, I'm just poking fun at fun at the at the at the old guys that don't like change. So. <laughs> no, I I know you man. You're, we're we're innovators. I totally um guys we are so thankful you took time out of your day and listened to us here on No Low Time. If you're watching us on YouTube, please go ahead and subscribe to our channel, like our videos, share it with others. If you listen to the audio version, we're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud uh, it's no low time. Real simple to follow us. You can subscribe to us on those uh, those venues. And then also, if you are listening and are a subscriber on iTunes, if you can go ahead and drop us a review, that helps us out greatly. In addition to all of that, we also are on social media, just as Obed was joking about. So you can follow us at no low time. That's at no low time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Uh, we do a lot of really, uh, you know, information in regards to the podcast when a new episode comes out. So it's a great way to stay connected about what's going on. And then in addition to that, we also want you to know you can communicate with us, uh, whether that's through the comment section, whether that's through social media, or even better, through an email. We got people who send us emails to nolotime at gmail.com. That's nolotime at gmail.com. You can send us questions, feedback, question, uh, comments, whatever you want to do. Uh, we can potentially, you know, respond back to that on the show if, if it's necessary. But uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys. We're thankful for you watching our show, and we always look forward to the next episode here at No Low Time. Absolutely, and we will see you next time. And you guys have a good time. See ya.
Yeah.